You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. If you enjoy this program, please support it by becoming a patron for only $1 per month. Becoming a patron will not only ensure that this podcast continues, it will grant you membership to an exclusive Facebook group that will allow you to connect with other listeners and continue the conversation. For more details, please visit ayahuascatalks.love and click on the green Become a Patron button in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. This will provide you with more information and an opportunity to contribute. For more ayahuasca integration content, please visit RebeccaHayden.com. And to connect with me directly, please email Rebecca.Hayden at gmail.com. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today my guest is Jonathan Glazer, and Jonathan, along with others, have created an exciting campaign called Thank You Plant Medicines. And I'll let Jonathan introduce himself and tell you more about it to kick off our discussion today. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is Jonathan Glazer, and I've been living in Costa Rica for the last 16 years, and my connection with plant medicine started fairly recently, about four years ago. My inner spiritual practice was Tibetan meditation for 20 years. And in recent events, I came to learn about psychedelics and entheogenic plants. And I think that's what's bringing me to the show today. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you joined me today because we have something really important to discuss and it's this campaign that you have launched and what brought us together called Thank You Plant Medicine. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, so um, the Thank You Plant Medicine campaign uh, is a global movement uh, that looks looks to destigmatize entheogenic plants and psychedelics. About five months ago, uh, in Spain, in the World Ayahuasca Conference, uh, Dave and myself, we uh, had an idea that came about during the conference of creating a coming out uh, event, a global coming out event, on February 20th, 2020. And uh, call and invite all the people around the world that have, have benefited from psychedelics, or entheogenic plants to share their story uh, together on one day and create a movement that looks to destigmatize these uh, modalities of healing and modalities of positive transformation. We released a video, uh, a three minutes video that uh, called for volunteers. We were looking for 30 volunteers to help us out. And within a week or so, we had. 80 to 100 volunteers and five months fast forward to today we have now 3,000 registered volunteers and and people that are interested in supporting the movement wonderful yeah i mean I, i can see i can see why that caught on very quickly because this is um such a big experience that we have with these plants and um and, and of course, when you have these magical experiences, you want to talk about it, but of course there's barriers. And even though a lot of those barriers exist, you know, in one's mind, uh, they're still uh, pretty powerful and they play out societally. And um, this is what we want to talk about today. So um, I wanted to talk, uh, to start with our own journeys, uh, because if we're inviting people uh, to come out, um, we're not saying it's for everybody, you know, everybody's got to take their time with this and be ready. We're, we're trying to create a, an environment that is more coming out friendly, let's say. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree with that? Exactly. And yeah. This is our job. Our job is really to create a safe platform for people to feel comfortable about uh, talking and telling their stories. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I mean, uh, personally, I, I, I found it, um, impossible not to talk about it. <laughs> um, and, and not everybody's the same again, but with me and of course the plants were really, really on me to, to talk. And so for me, that was a, a big 
um, jump off the cliff. And, and of course, I started the radio station and to give people a platform, or sorry, the radio show to give people a platform to talk about their experiences for a year. And now we're doing these podcasts to talk about all the other issues surrounding um, plant medicine experiences and integration and, and, and things like that. Um, and I feel that, that this is a big part of it, right? You come home from this big experience and then it's like, what do I do with all this? You know, you want to talk about it. What was your experience when you first um, came back from your first experience and, and how you let the story out? Yeah, so, so my, my story was kind of uh, interesting because I had all this um, really life-changing experience through meditation practice. And I found myself isolated in a way because there are many different meditation practices out there. Some of them go deeper, some of them stay a little bit more uh, on the shallow side. And I was isolated within that community. And actually, the only community that I could uh, communicate with and share my stories and hear from other people their own experience was uh, people that had experience with entogenic plants. So that's what, that's what draw me into uh, going for an event and uh, having the experience for myself. Afterwards, I came back and I said, how is this illegal? <laughs> so my experience was so good and, and so beneficial to me personally that it just didn't make sense to me that this modality, not only that it is illegal, it's also not taught and educated about. Uh, so people are, don't have the information or don't have the full uh, access to the information related to the uh, to the entogenic plant modalities. Mm -hmm. I also uh, studied psychology, and in, if you go to uh, the psycho psychology courses, you don't have access to these uh, therapy modalities. Yeah. So these uh, things combined, and I was very open about it with my family. And yes. I, yeah, and I found out they, they lack uh, basic information about it. So through our discussions, and as I uh, inform myself about Entogenic plants and the research that goes uh, that went into them so far and the discoveries I informed my inner circle about it So they became more favorable more open uh, for these modalities. So So uh, Jonathan, how did your family respond initially because not only is there a lack of information there is information that has permeated a lot of cultures in this world that is negative about about um, uh, substances that that um, alter our our state, our consciousness, and um, or actually give access to a greater consciousness, as we know now. But still, there are those those preconceived notions, and was it a struggle to get beyond that? Absolutely. Uh... The main stigmas that, that, floating, that float around there or misinformation is that entogenic plants are dangerous. Uh, they have no uh, benefit. Uh, and that they are obviously uh, have no use. And these are the stigmas that I had to deal with. In one conversation with my brother, uh, where I was telling him that I'm going to do a, a ceremony, he asked me, hey, uh, you've done a few in recent months. Isn't that uh, very dangerous? And that kind of narrative coming from a doctor, my brother is a, is a surgeon, mm. is, is quite common within uh, even health practitioners. Right. Uh, perceiving entogenic plants as dangerous, whereas uh, the toxicity level of psilocybin or ayahuasca or San Pedro Peyote is very low. These are the barriers that, for example, I had to deal with. And uh, with my parents, it's the same situation, uh, just a lack of information. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, when you said it's significantly low, I think that it, it, I would love to see the studies. And of course, there are studies happening now, but... Um, you know, the kind of studies, the nature of them and the amount of them it is going to grow. But I would love to see, um, you know, that threshold with comparison to some of the 
pharmaceuticals that are out there, you know, I would, I think it would be a very interesting thing to make that comparison to give us perspective in terms of, you know, what that those dangers are in relation to things that we accept and, and, and are, you know, in our society every day that we don't think about, you know what I mean? Yeah, ab absolutely. And as you say, there, there are studies out there, but there need to be way more research into it. And that'll come, you know, we're, we're just beginning. This is, this is how it is when, you know, something so new and, and yet ancient <laughs> starts to, you know, make its way through our society. There's all kinds of responses and, and we're just growing through this really. Um, but so, uh, you know, what kinds of things did you face? These attitudes your brother said, isn't that dangerous? And it was just a matter of educating him. Did he hang on to those opinions or was he open to changing them? Absolutely. My, my family is quite open. Both my sister and my brother are doctors and few members in my family are long-term meditators and, and, and do inner practices. Uh, so it's interesting because there is also a stigma that I had to deal with, which uh, how do you combine meditation practice or Eastern uh, practices, I would say, together with Amazonian or South American practices and how the meditation side of it, it, it uh, is, uh, has a certain fear of bringing uh, substances or uh, molecules to alter the state of conscience. So through meditation, you can alter the state of conscience through breathing, through the different practices, through concentration, sure. uh, mindfulness. And you can do that also with the Amazonian tradition. So it was uh, another stigma of I'm a meditator, I practice uh, meditation, and plant medicine might interfere with my practice. Whereas I found that that uh, has great benefit, at least uh, me personally, for my meditation practice. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's another stigma that, that I, we worked with. And what, what I've done is that I added them to the Facebook group we have and they became exposed to information that was not available for them before. Uh, through, so through my interaction with the movement and the campaign, they became more knowledgeable about it and also interested to, to take part or participate. Yeah, it opens many doors. You know, um, uh, one of the studies that was done um, that we talked about on an earlier show with Rachel Harris, Dr. Rachel Harris, she's a psychologist as well and wrote the book, uh, Listening to Ayahuasca. They did um, a study about, um, you know, what, what were people's experiences afterwards and one of the main things that everybody shared was that they were more open. And I think that th this campaign is going to help to do that too, to open people up. Not everybody is going to, you know, um, engage with plant medicines. I don't uh, think that that's necessarily a good goal. Um, people have to make their decisions um, on their own about that. It's, it's a big decision. So um, I think that we all have to make our own decisions and, and take personal responsibility for those decisions. But um, providing opportunities for people to even know about it and understand that it's out there is important. And whether or not people make that decision to do that, I think just having this information out there about these possibilities, it opens people up. And I think that that's a, a really valuable thing. Yeah, and, and what happens is, is that uh, when we tell our own story, we uh, come to terms with our own transformation as well. It's kind of an integration sure um, it is. action that we do. As a community, as a global community, when the global community tell its, tells its story, uh, if we're looking at the peyote communities, the San Pedro, people that practice uh, with magic mushrooms and, and ibogaine, when we come together and tell our stories, then the global community is creating a sort of integration and uh, we can uh, hopefully change the narrative. And the idea is not to uh, promote uh, entheogenic plants or psychedelics in that sense. It's just to make it okay to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and talk about it from an informed ground, from a, a more knowledgeable perspective. And that's what we, we are looking to do. Yeah. And, you know, everybody benefits from that. I know that even with the show, I get feedback all the time. And there are a lot of people who, um, you know, write in and tell me about how they were impacted just by hearing about all of this. And, 
I don't know how many of them chose to, to pursue it or not, um, but just learning about these possibilities and, and what we learn out of them and just hearing other people's stories. We sometimes learn so much about ourselves just by hearing other people's stories. That's why we've um, we've all been very much engaged in storytelling from, you know, I think the beginning of time, right? The beginning of humanity anyway. So yeah. stories are powerful. And being able to tell these particular stories is, is really important because it's, it becomes such a, for, for many of us, such a big part of our lives. For me, it certainly was. And with my um, coming out, it was, um, you know, kind of a, a baptism by fire because I was, encouraged so much to be so public about it and you know <laughs> it's one thing to come out to your to your family and and you know I was kind of used to I, I anticipated a lot of you know uh, reactions and and you know rolling of eyes and things like that and 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 I was really okay with it because I was just beaming coming back from the jungle and feeling so wonderful it didn't seem to matter to me so much and I think that's an important thing to to be aware of too is is the investment that we have in other people's reactions you know if it's if it's really strong um that's something that is worth looking into you know um we can care about other people and and uh, hopefully we all certainly do um but being heavily invested in in another person's you know reaction to us simply being ourselves. That's something that can be explored in, in an integrative way, I think. Um, I think what I have learned through plant medicines, and I know I'm not alone there, is that our investment in other people's you know, reactions and responses uh, can be changed for the better. And sometimes you know, taking these steps to just come out and be our authentic selves uh, can be a good step in, in that direction. You know. Yeah, and it's, uh, I found it very liberating uh, yeah. to be able to talk freely with people. Uh, and it's also liberate uh, the relationship in a way. So considering that the people around us, they love us and they care for us, that's the most, in most cases it, it is so. Uh, when we talk about an experience that changed us for the better, and each one of us has uh, her or his story about it. I found out from the little experience I do have that those that have not engaged with uh, entheogenic plants or psychedelics are uh, positive in their approach to their loved ones actually having a good experience. And, and that's what we, we found is that when you actually tell it to somebody who didn't know about it, the reaction is, yeah, sure, great. I'm happy for you. Uh, I would like to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. There can be lots of, of good responses too, you know? I mean, I think that's the way with pretty much everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, this is something, though, that with your what, what you've begun is to encourage or invite people, you know, to, to tell their stories so that we can create the kind of atmosphere where others might um, have less difficulty with this. And do you find that people, and this is um, scheduled for a particular date because of the campaign is all centered around this particular date. We're building up to February 2nd to 20, right? Exactly. And the goal is to have everybody chime together or everybody join together and flood the communication channels mm -hmm. with these healing stories, with this gratitude. So that's why the campaign is called Thank You Plant Medicine. It's a gratitude campaign. Yeah, so um, doing this is almost um, part of expressing our gratitude for the experiences we had. Yeah. So the very coming out is, is an expression of, of gratitude in itself. Yeah, and it's, uh, we, we see it as a rolling movement in the sense that the coming out day is the beginning. Uh, we are uh, gathering as much energy from the global community before the coming out day. So when we do it together, we do it in a coordinated way. And uh, then what we are looking to create is a rolling movement that is going to be unifying over time, the global communities, and also around other objectives, other 
uh, goals that we can achieve together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that that's that's it. Like what we can do together is so much more powerful than us all feeling isolated in these little pockets. And I think that that does happen. I mean, it, it happens with me, despite the fact that I'm out here and talking about it and all that. There is still that day to day isolation due to the fact that you know, you know, my heart and mind are very much in the shamanic world in 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 a, a lot of ways and you know trying to um uh, you know work that into my also daily life with other you know day-to-day things it's it's a continuing learning experience and i think that it would be a lot easier if um if it was this you know bigger universal understanding that we shared rather than these little secrets and pockets you know I think it can be a powerful thing um, to to support each other through opening up about this. Yeah, and, th- and that's what we felt in the World Ayahuasca Conference, for example. You had 1,500 people coming from 42 nations. Uh, you had many scientists and tribal leaders and artists and uh, people from the news and from the media. And you had any... Uh, any type of person joining to that to that event and we saw that there is a global community and that's why we have representatives from 40 countries so it's very exciting as well to see how many people are there and how many people have benefited from from these modalities and the ways in which they have and this is another thing that we should we should talk about is the focus of this campaign is to talk about the growth that we've experienced through these um, plant medicines. And that I think is so crucial. Um, there have been, um, you know, shows in, and um, through the mainstream media where they're just scratching the surface and, and you know, they're not finding the real gold, right? <laughs> they're, they're talking about all of the things that, of course, will get an immediate reaction, like people throwing up and things like that. And you know, uh, the strange atmosphere of, of shamanism and spirits and things like that. But the human stories, the real relatable stories that come out of this, like I came back and my, my relationships improved, I improved, I got over my PTSD, my depression, my, these relatable things, these are the important stories to tell. There is hope and, and it can, these things can be achieved. And of course, these stories are worth telling, right? Yeah, and these, these are the stories that are going to change the narrative. Uh, the focus of the campaign is how did I improve as a person and how society can improve as a whole. Uh, we are going to talk about the different endogenic plants and different psychedelics. It's going to be presented uh, with scientific information, with research on the different uh, campaign channels. But the real uh, powerful messages are uh, the dead, that healed his own relationship with himself mm-hmm. when, when, when his son suffered cancer and died and how he overcomes grief and how he overcomes guilt uh, through that process, through the work with uh, entheogenic plants. Sure. Or the, or the story of, of a woman that had a childhood filled with abuse and how she grew to be a successful entrepreneur uh, through working with entheogenic plants. Right. And, and, and also bring to stage the, the processes that are involved, the preparation, the sessions, the integration, the community buildup, uh, the sound and music that is involved. So really bring up uh, the whole uh, healing process, not as a quick solution or not as a marvelous, you know, one pill that you take and will solve all your problems, but a different approach to healing, which is more integral. Yes, absolutely. Something that we work at and it's gradual and goes in stages and continues. It's growth, right? Yeah. You know, I I was thinking um, when you were talking about the studies, which by the way, some people feel more comfortable um, if their coming out uh, would be accompanied with studies. Um, And if you have that available um, on the website, you know, I just want people out there to know if they're considering coming out and if that's something that would make them feel more comfortable, then that, that will be available. Right, Jonathan? 
Yeah, so we are working with a group of scientists and different organizations to create a really uh, easy to use database where people can turn to and uh, be supported by the latest research on anywhere from cannabis to magic mushrooms to ayahuasca to ibogaine to peyote san pedro lsd uh, ketamine mdma so really bring to light the healing power that each of those substances have mm -hmm. uh, and our job as the campaign organizers and movement is to create uh, this information accessible through videos through text through shareables so people can easily use whatever piece of information is needed for them. Okay, yeah, because there, there are all kinds of concerns that come up when we consider uh, coming out about these things. I, I certainly had them and, and I didn't have any support available at the time, but I did have tremendous support from the plant medicines themselves. So I'm utterly grateful for that. <laughs> I would never have gotten through it otherwise. Um, but for everybody that is consider is listening to this and considering um, coming out, uh, you can go to uh, thankyouplantmedicine.com and that support will be coming through there, um, you know, in various ways like um, the studies and, and all kinds of ways as this movement grows. I guess we're going to become more, um, provide more support in the ways that is needed, right? Yeah, so guidelines, uh, videos, and recommending what to do and maybe what to avoid doing. There is also a legality concern in different mm -hmm. regions of the world, uh, where is the cultural acceptance of antigenic plants and psychedelics in some countries yes. is more restricted than others. Absolutely. And uh, it's our job, we're working with a, with a, a group of lawyers from different regions in the world to de develop these comprehensive guides where people can turn to and learn about what considerations that sh they should have. And another, another point is that if you don't feel comfortable coming out on the coming out day, the movement is going to be rolling. It's going yes. To be so... It, you can, no pressure. <laughs> no pre exactly, no pressure. You can join. You can join the celebration wherever it, it feels comfortable to you. You know, it's just an invitation to start thinking about it, and people are going to be ready or not. You know, in their own time. Um, one of the things that we learn through plant medicines is that you know we're also very unique. We just are, um, and and honoring that is is very important. Um, uh, but also providing opportunities for those who are ready but just didn't feel they had the support or, um, you know, the impetus to do it. Why not present that and, and make it a little easier for those who really want to, you know, and have been waiting for an opportunity like this. And, and in the end, once we, we change the story, you know, once we open up and reveal all of the great things and all and correct some of the misunderstandings you know there are people who just simply do not have um, access to the kind of information um, that will help um, people understand this a little better like some of the um, some of the substances you mentioned are not necessarily traditional plant medicines um, but people have been working with them therapeutically and, and doing uh, the experience that people are having with them, uh, like MDMA and LSD, is very different than the way uh, that I think people have perceived in the past. And how we approach things uh, makes all the difference. So, you know, uh, you drop acid at a party, it's one experience. <laughs> you go into a therapeutic situation and with the intention of working with it in a different way, I haven't done this personally, but I imagine it's a very different experience. And I know that the way that we approach anything we ingest, food, all the rest of it, it makes a huge difference in uh, how that experience rolls out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any substance can, almost any substance can be abused. And, yes. Uh, the campaign comes from a point of view of a therapeutic experience or, or from a transformation experience. So we have as part of the movement, a group of uh, people that sold their companies and executives that have experienced plant medicine to, uh, uh, I would say, increase their sensitivity to uh, social aspects of uh, humanity as well to 
natural or ecological aspects of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and through their position in their companies, in society, they can now go into the world and uh, look to create programs that benefit uh, more uh, social sides or ecological sides, conservation sides. So really different groups we see in the movement are, are benefiting from their experiences in different ways. And we want to give a voice to each one of those groups. Yeah, and there's a message in there. In each and every individual who have had you know, transformational experiences, there's these unique voices that we'd love to hear because there's unique messages that come through in, in all of those stories that reached people in, in very special ways. And it's changing everything. It really is. You know, um, people discover things about themselves. Uh, they hear about these really amazing transformations and part of them knows, you know, that, that they could do that too. And in whatever way that they choose, you know, and the fact that this is changing things for the better through individuals like the one you mentioned, where they start to approach their businesses in different ways, in more social ways, you know, people-friendly ways, earth-friendly ways. Uh, there's a lot of good news to be shared. <laughs> Yeah. I think that we haven't been great, you know, in the West at sharing good news. You know, we, we've certainly been good at covering all of the, all of the fear-based um, stuff, you know, <laughs> but sharing the good stuff has is, is become something that I think that we're just starting to, uh, to try to get better at. And I'm hoping that this is a, going to be um, influential in that way. Yeah, we, we, you can also consider that every story is a door that opens uh, to somebody that have not been uh, or did not have access to this information. And also every story is an opportunity to heal. So when we share a story, we're giving other people that uh, might suffer from something similar than, or a problem of, similar to what we had. So those people that have not been exposed to it can... Uh, have the possibility to heal whatever they whatever whatever is bothering them so people mm-hmm. with depression people with ptsd people with chronic pain people with autoimmune disease uh, there's so many uh, suffering out there mm-hmm. and when we bring to light these stories we allow other people to also get closer to us so i think it's another perspective right and i think that it's actually giving us permission to talk about these deeper personal experiences that, um, that I think that, that that's um, something that not everybody's comfortable doing or haven't been. And I think that plant medicines help us become more inspired to do that. And that enriches everyone's experience. You know, so many, all the relationships that we have um, are enriched by us opening up, you know, and, and becoming more authentic and open and, and this is our expression of that. This is our, you know, willingness to do it demonstrated by our actually coming out and saying, this is an experience I have. And all of these experiences, you know, are colored by these deep personal matters. Like I had to talk about my depression and how it was so bad um, that I had become reclusive. And I, I don't think I'm alone there. You know, I really don't. I think there are a lot of people out there that heard that and started to recognize themselves, you know, and, and this is how these stories change lives. Yeah, change the narrative. And, and it's interesting because as stories come out, we find new uh, potential within the psychedelics and entogenic plants. So for example, my personal story is that I had some uh, musical trauma and some deafness, like I, I couldn't hear notes really well, even though I've been playing uh, instruments for many years. And through my own experience, something clicked, something changed in my neurological pathways that allowed me now to experience music completely different and produce music in a completely different way. Wow. So this kind of uh, actual changes that involve the neurochemistry of the brain, involve uh, the auditory system, involve the uh, motoric system uh, that I have in my body, are not talked about so much because we just, they don't come to light. But I'm expecting that we're going to find a whole, a whole new group of uh, potential uh, uses and research opportunities 
just by people telling their stories and what happened to them. Or if you bring Paul Stamets' story of how his stuttering changed through his psilocybin experience and the fact that he uh, doesn't stutter anymore because of that experience, this is a great opportunity for people that uh, don't know how to heal their stuttering, for example. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to come up with, with all the new stories and, and all the new information that's going to float. Oh, me too. I never tire of hearing of these stories. <laughs> I never do because <laughs> they're all so unique, you know, and, and some really magical stuff comes out of it, like, like what you just told. The kinds of changes and gifts people walk away from these experiences with. I mean, there are people who have come out of it and suddenly, you know, they've discovered their artistic ability or their musical ability, or something that, that they've known about but really suppressed, and then suddenly they're, you know, becoming creative in ways uh, that they had never even contemplated before. And uh, there's somebody who's producing this really ama amazing woodwork, never did that before, and there's all kinds of stories. Um, a friend of mine, someone I know uh, whose mathematical abilities just increased tenfold when she came out of this experience you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's common you know for for me for example as a child I, I grew up in brazil for three years and i i was fluent in portuguese but i lost the language over the years and after an experience i had suddenly i can understand all of it i i'm listening wow. to listening to scientific discussions in portuguese and i understand every word so it definitely has a, a very powerful impact. Uh, oh, yeah. That's not the first time I've heard that, too. Languages, it's spectacular, the stories I've heard. People actually speaking in other languages, um, you know, during ceremony that they'd never spoken before. And, yeah, there's and, and then coming out of it with, with all kinds of gifts. And, uh, yeah, I think that these stories really need to be told you know i mean look at the news on any given day and and the kind of stories that are going worldwide how inspired do people feel after them you know how open do they feel how better how much better do they feel about themselves about you know the possibilities in this world i, I don't think that many people would have some so many positive things to say after they you know watch the news on your average day but um this kind of news this kind of you know, coming out, I think, can, can actually bring about those responses. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what we've been seeing already happening. You know, you already see a lot of attention worldwide to this field. Uh, news and articles and uh, TV shows show entogenic plants and psychedelics in kind of a drop, like dripping all over the news. And what we expect to happen is that as the global community comes together, this is going to be more pronounced. And that's what we are looking to co-create with everybody else. Yeah, and I think that that can be done, you know. And I think it is just um, we're going through some growing pains because uh, just like we, we know, um, you know, there are habits that exist within that world as well. And they can change just like our habits have changed and are continuing to change, right? The habit of, of looking at things from sensational standpoints, um, I think eventually they're going to start to see the deeper story and the more important one. Um, we just have to get over that initial, um, you know, uh, irresistible <laughs> tendency to focus on all of the external things, all of those things that aren't as important, such as people throwing up and, and things like that, they'll get over it eventually because this story is far too important um, for them not to. Uh, the bigger story is, is, is there and willing and ready to be told by so many of us, right? Yeah, and, and being aware that there are uh, different modalities. Uh, we had in a recent gathering we, we had here for a group that's working on the movement, uh, you know, professionals that work with psilocybin and psilocybin therapy that they provide uh, is uh, very different than what an Iboga or Ibogaine uh, treatment would be mm -hmm. or what an LSD uh, therapy, guided therapy would be. So being aware that there are different modalities, they have different purposes, and they fit different kind of people. Exactly. Uh, so it's, I think it's very important to, to look at the diversity uh, and to understand, the, I'd say, the harm reduction aspects, the risks related to it, and inform 
be informed about it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that as we present that to the global community that maybe today is interested but didn't try it or is not interested at all, we can show uh, that there is a place for everybody and there is uh, modalities that fit uh, one person, but another person they wouldn't fit, for example. And that's completely fine. So um, uh, one more thing that just kind of came up as you were talking was, um, uh, and I do have to mention that there's construction going on in this building, so there may be a little bit of interruptive noise, but um, we found the right time to do this, so I think we should just, you know, power through. And uh, while you were telling your story, I was thinking about the kind of um, inspiration that comes from people just learning about it. It's true that there's many modalities and uh, people who listen to these stories may find one. Um, but again, there's also value in the story, uh, the stories themselves. So stories that I like to listen to are, are um, near-death experience stories. Uh, they fascinate me and they always inspire me. And, you know, uh, it's, it's not an option really. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be to go intentionally experience a near-death um, you know, a near-death experience, but uh, I, I doubt very much that's something that we can bring about like we can with um, plant medicines. Um, but there's still tremendous value in just hearing the things that have come out of it. And I can relate to a great deal of it. I can relate to it because there are times when they tell the story of being in that other state of consciousness, um, not in their body, that I can relate to um, through plant medicine experiences. And you know, since we have been having these experiences that seem to be very akin to um, what uh, what lies beyond, you know, this 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 life, I think that's pretty momentous. I think that's important enough to tell that story, you know, just for its own sake. Yes, and look at something very curious. So, through the Eastern tradition, as you work with meditation, part of the experience is transcendental and where you go beyond your normal state of consciousness to an altered state of consciousness through your practice. But that requires many times uh, effort, allocation of resources, time of practice, etc. And what's interesting is that through entheogenic plants and psychedelics, people can actually experiment with those states in a relatively safe, easy way without uh, and, and they can see what is beyond or what's possible to them. So it's, it's, very, it's very curious that this modality allows you to experiment, experiment in a more direct way mm-hmm. uh, with, with, those, with those altered states. And those altered states provide uh, very powerful healing. So when uh, John Hopkins did research on psilocybin, uh, what they found out that the those uh, participants that had a mystical experience and mystical experience is, uh, has five or six uh, characteristics. Uh, those that did have a mystical experience had a greater healing or a greater uh, permanent healing uh, through their uh, therapeutic session that they did with psilocybin. Yeah, that's right. That, that came out in, um, I think that I, I, I learned about that study at Horizons in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting. And and I can see why, you know, it kind of uh, gives us a very different perspective, a very different um, point from which we experience things. And it's, um, it's magical. It really is. So, and it touches all of us. You know, I, I don't think there's one person on this planet that hasn't wondered about what, you know, where we come from, what goes on after, you know, we, uh, we leave this body. And, you know, even though everybody will tell different stories because we're also so very unique, I think some of that comes through in those stories. Just a little hint, because I think that's all we're, we're capable of receiving <laughs> truly. <laughs> I think that that, that big story is, is bigger than what we can conceive of entirety. But I think we get we, we start to get what we need, you know, through those stories, through that understanding. Yes. And another thing that's happening is that bridges are being created. When we, because you have so many practitioners and so many facilitators and so many people that have benefited, but it's, it was underground. So now through the movement, through the campaign, we are communicating with each other. And so many bridges are being built through it. 
and opportunities. Because if we look into the future, uh, we can see a world where these practices are integrated, uh, you know, in some places decriminalized, and some places legalized, some places mm -hmm. medicalized. And the networks that we're creating through the movement, I believe in the next, you know, five years, 10 years can flourish to be a, a network of people that have uh, created uh, maybe a different conversation in society, but then different legislation, different uh, approach to uh, health and disease. And so it's really beautiful to see the, the weaving and that is being created through, through, through the movement. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of, um, a lot of supportive systems are going to be revealed uh, through this campaign as well. A lot of complaints about, there have been many about um, people, you know, experiencing ayahuasca and, and other plant medicines and then no integration. But there are many of us, myself included, who do help with integration. And I think mm -hmm. that that information is going to get out there too. And everybody, there's, there's so many lovely practitioners just um, coming out of the woodwork and everybody has their special gift you know just like we're all unique in terms of um, how we experience the plant medicines who we choose to work with and how that goes is is a very unique combination too and and once we start to um, appreciate and, and honor our individuality in, in better ways, I think we're going to, you know, naturally find our way to the kinds of support systems that we need, and they're unique for every single person. So I see that whole notion of um, competition kind of fading away and then um, being replaced with this, as you say, this network, this, um, this lovely ecosystem um, that is, is coming about. Yeah, cooperation. Mm -hmm. the name of the game and for benefit uh, it's another one there's something curious that uh, uh, the psychedelic and theogenic plant is not yet too capitalized which allows free flow of information sharing uh, people are not so keen on patent patenting and monopolizing uh, ideas or modalities and that kind of uh, approachable, everybody is uh, wanting to share and help, has uh, mm -hmm. been uh, central to our success so far. And we have a chance of moving that feeling to the future, uh, moving that approach, moving that basis to the future. Uh, oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that we can say, uh, we can see that, you know, given the state of the world and um, how we've come to this place, we, we do need to approach things um, dramatically differently, right? <laughs> if we want a different outcome. And, and I think that we're finding the way to do that through these experiences. Yeah, yeah. But each one of us has a unique experience. However, there are common denominators and cooperation is one of them. Uh, Absolutely. The conservation of the planet is another one. Yeah. Uh, individual healing is isn't the basis of it. So it know. is. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we heal ourselves, um, we become better at at approaching things in healthier ways. You know, including uh, business relationships, the planet, everything, our lives. You know. Yeah. ourselves <laughs> yeah 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 so really this is a global movement it's happening this is this is reality you know um people all over the world are having tremendous entheogenic experiences that is what's happening all we're doing with this campaign is just admitting it <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying yes it is you know and yes we are and and as you say i do believe that part of a very big part of integration is um is being able to talk about it you know we have historically you know created opportunities very specific little ones with um you know with counselors to talk about um you know personal things and safe spaces and i think that we're going to you know learn to do that in bigger ways i think that that will still exist because um, let's face it some of the experiences that happen um within these uh these ceremonies, <laughs> you know, sometimes you do want to reserve it uh, for private talks, but um, 
most importantly, I think just the fact that it's happened and being able to state it um, is a very important step in, um, in integration for those who are ready. And um, I hope that, that everybody who you know, feels strong enough and feels the pull to do so um, will, um, will join us and, and yeah. say whatever they're ready to say, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and you can contribute by liking the movement page, or you can contribute by just posting the the beautiful art uh, that that we bring about, or you can share a story. There's many ways uh, an individual can support. Also, if you're a family member of somebody that benefited from THC or from CBD or from a, a magic mushroom therapy, if you're mm-hmm. a family member, you can also support your your loved one by uh, putting the images and, and, and sharing the information. Uh, so it's not restricted just for those that benefited, but we, we invite also family members to be, take part of this endeavor. Okay, so uh, we're coming to the end of our time together. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited about this movement. And for anybody who's uh, curious about it and wants to even ask questions, um, uh, they can visit the Facebook page, right? Yeah, so we, we created platforms for people to be able to keep up to date with what's going on. Uh, the main English platform is uh, Thank You Plant Medicine Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join the group. We have right now 2,400 people on it. Uh, we provide information about uh, the campaign, what's going on, and also receiving feedback from the community on how to make it better. We have an Instagram account as well. Thank you, Plant Medicine. And we have a Twitter account. And we have a registration form where you can actually, actually register for the campaign and being an active volunteer and supporter. Um, we have cooperation on, on various different teams in the campaign, that uh, website, graphic design, uh, social media. So we, have, we always need more help. Uh, so we invite you to take part in this and, and co-create a different, a different uh, society. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining me today. And um, I'm going to ask the listeners to also visit um, and like our um, Ayahuasca Talks Facebook page. Um, so on Facebook, it's Ayahuasca Talks Radio Show, I still believe, but it's at Ayahuasca Talks. Um, that's the handle on Facebook. And we need 2,000 likes to be able to get a patron button on there. So please help us out. I know there's like over around 3,000 listeners per month. So um, come on, guys. <laughs> Just get on Facebook. It'll take a few seconds, really. And uh, it could make a huge difference. And also, if you want to become a patron, um, please go on to the ayahuascatalks.love website. And on the upper right-hand corner, there's a green patron button. Click and you'll find out more about it. And uh, all it takes is just a dollar a month that could make a huge difference and help me keep this show going and all this great content. And I appreciate everybody who's listening. And um, with that, uh, $1 will um, allow you to enjoy um, um, entry to uh, a private discussion group where we keep the conversation going. So you'll learn more about that by going on ayahuascatalks.love and clicking on that um, green patron button on the right-hand corner at the top. Thank you so much and take care. Thanks again, Jonathan. Thank you so much, Rebecca and Ayahuasca Talks for having us. It's a pleasure. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.